Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, June 29th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. I'm here again with Ted Schwerzer, writer on Twins Daily, a friend of mine. Ted, welcome on. I think this is your third time uh, joining Lockdown Twins. I'm excited as we get going here. I just tweeted out 24 days until opening day, scheduled opening day. I'm excited to have you on to, to analyze games. But how have you been doing since the last time we talked? And how excited are you for this season and also nervous? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, I mean, with it now just under a month away, you're kind of like, can we fast forward to get to that point to see, you know, is this actually going to take place? Um, I, I hope so. Uh, you know, life has been really different without without sports, but um, I'm glad baseball is back, and um, I hope that we, you know, see a full 60-game season. Yeah, 60 games it's looking like, and then uh, 40 against the AL Central, so 10 against each AL Central opponent. you got to think this lines up nicely for the Twins, but in your opinion, Ted, how does a shortened season impact those top teams? Do you think that the cream rises to the top in a 60-game season? Or I mean, I know I I think it's going to be harder for that to happen, but do you think we're going to see the best teams in the playoffs? You know, I hope so from the sake of uh, legitimacy. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at, you know, the Zips projections or any, any projection system, those better teams are the teams that really take the, the hardest hit in a, in a smaller season because you don't have the same nuance and the ability to um, distance yourself from the pack. I mean, if you were going to win a division by five or six games, which is a relatively comfortable amount, now you're talking, you know, a third of, of a traditional season roughly – um, you know, you're looking at a, a division lead of a game or two games. And so teams like the Indians or, or the White Sox, two teams that the, the Twins are trying to distance themselves from, are really going to benefit from this being more in that middle ground, uh, whereas the Twins are, are really going to have to play every single night like uh, it, it's a wild card game or, or a postseason game. Right, and we're, we're starting to analyze the consequences of that or just the meaning of that, that every game is going to be 2.7 times more important than a regular season. I think we're starting to turn and shift more toward, as we enter July, and I saw you said this as well, we're talking about the 2020 season. How do you feel now, Ted, not only that your wife's on the front lines and you kind of know maybe better than I do or, or other people know how this has you know, impacted a lot of people, the, the pandemic and the virus, but also that there was a lot of discord between MLB and the MLBPA. Where's your level of excitement on the scale as it would have been back in March? Are, are you less excited, more excited for the season that we've waited longer? Where do you kind of fall in that range? Honestly, I think I, for some odd reason this winter, went through a little bit of, uh, I guess, kind of a fatigue, if you would. And I was excited when spring training rolled around, but... Uh, I don't, I don't know why I, I wasn't um, just all in, especially with how good the Twins should be. Um, and so I think now I find myself being more excited, but obviously with that caveat of being cautious, just because I think there's going to be so many, um, yes, interesting, for lack of better, better terms, uh, complications or things that could arise. Um, while I would imagine the vast majority of players on the field, you know, whether they test positive or not, um, probably won't see significant 
um, impact or health scare from this. People around the game, coaches, whatever, um, could certainly see those those scary situations. And two, I think, I mean, we have a now a designated uh, injured list for people that test positive for COVID. So, you know, one of the things that immediately came up to or popped into my mind is how much of the season is influenced by what portions of your roster and what time those portions um, have to spend time on, on that list because um, you have to test positive or test negative twice to be removed. So what happens when five of your starters test positive for a two week span or your entire rotation tests positive in the postseason? I, I think that's going to be a, an interesting um, and unfortunate storyline to watch throughout the course of the year. It seems like the teams that are the luckiest and also the smartest are, are going to be in the best shape. And I think the depth is really going to come in for the Twins if that does happen. And that's a really, really good point. I think the biggest thing that I come back to is what if a whole bullpen gets, you know, test positive. And the number one thing I've always said is that they're asymptomatic. You want to make sure that they're not sick. And if that is the case, it's really from a competitive standpoint going to change the whole landscape of the season. But let's just assume, Ted, in a vacuum that the twin stars, Donaldson and Cruz and Sano and Arise, they're all going to be healthy all the way through. And, and if they all are, who's your pick for 2020 Twins MVP? Oof, that's a great question. Um, I think there's a lot of guys that in a 60-game season are really going to get a shot to shine. Um, I think Miguel Sano has a legitimate shot to lead the major leagues in home runs. I mean, you're talking – high teens, maybe 20 home runs over the course of, of 60 games. That's that's something he can do in bunches. Uh, but I think the one I go back to is, is the guy that's been bugged probably the most by longevity over the course of a season, and he now doesn't have to start the year um, with cold weather. So give me, uh, give me Jose Barrios for a Cy Young Award this year. <laughs> I agree. I think – Looking at the the Twins rotation, too, I think there's a lot of upside here, maybe more than in a 60-game season. I want to ask you, Ted, I I tweeted out, you know, projected Twins rotation, and that fifth spot, I think, is still questionable, even with Rich Hill coming back. I want to know your feeling about Homer Bailey, because I my perception is that he was brought in to kind of be an innings eater, and, if, and I said if, if he's got an ERA plus around 100 and he's a league average pitcher, I think the Twins would be elated with that, and I think they did hope to pull out some upside. But do you think in a shortened season, someone like Randy Dobnak could fill that fifth role and maybe deserves the starts more than Homer Bailey because maybe he has more upside, or how do you feel about the fifth spot in the rotation? Yeah, I think they're in a great spot with depth there um, because, like you mentioned, I mean, with with this with the season starting so late, Rich Hill should be close to healthy. Um, and I, I was looking back kind of over his track record here. He's made, even though he's struggled so much to stay healthy, um, he's made at least 12 starts every year since 2015. So even a shortened season, if he's starting off with a clean bill of health, that's a great asset for, you know, the regular season and then into the postseason. But, yeah, if you brought in a guy like Homer Bailey because you liked his slider and you wanted him to eat some innings, that now becomes less important when you only have 60 games to get through. So, you know, maybe he's the spot starter or maybe he's one of four guys that continues to rotate through that three-person taxi squad and, and make 
you know, starts on a, on a muted basis because at the end of the season, you're going to have about four or five starts from Michael Pineda. Um, you've got your Julie Sassine that will probably end up making the opening day roster. And then you have the two leftovers from last year in Dobnak and Smeltzer who both looked um, capable. I mean, people, people probably remember 2019 Randy Dobnak getting lit up in, in game, what was that game two mm-hmm. of, uh, the ALDS against the Yankees, but he earned that start because of how good he was once he made his debut. So he's clearly capable of, of holding down that fifth spot. Right. I, I agree with you. I think he, there's something they're going to have to think about and, and something they're going to have to look at the next, the next three weeks before we get going here. I'm so with you, Ted, that I think it's ridiculous that Bovada, I know it's just a betting line. I know it's a betting line. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but that there's no twins in the home run King uh, betting odds is ridiculous to me. Nelly Cruz hit 25 in his last 60 games last year. Miguel Sano hit 21. You mentioned Sano, but I think there could be three or four or five twins who are in the running for this. Do you think the twins still, even on the MVP board, they got they, they don't have a player really on the MVP board at all. And the only player that shows up is Barrios for the Cy Young. I just continue to think that the twins are undervalued and undersold, and, and I am a homer in that way. But where do you think that they rank heading into a 60-game season? What percentage do you give them a chance of, of winning the Central, going to the playoffs, and getting the ALCS in a shortened campaign? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com yeah i think so much of of the twins still is made out to be this good team as opposed to good players and i just don't understand that thought process i mean josh donaldson is um you know, a year or two removed from being a superstar and he dealt with calf injuries that took him away from that, but he had a productive season in, in Atlanta last year. Nelson Cruz is old, but he hasn't slowed down at all. Miguel Sano's emerged. Max Kepler started to break out last year. And I think that there's probably more in the tank there too. Um, Yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of really, really talented players and I don't know if it's, it's the market or, um, the you know the up and down that they kind of went through at the end of that Paul Molitor era or what it is that there's just it, there isn't that national exposure I do think that they win the central um, I think that the games against Detroit and Kansas City uh, will obviously prop them up and then I do think that they're clear in a way a better team than both Cleveland and um, Chicago after you get to the postseason and something like this, um, I think it gets goofy. I haven't really thought that I would rewrite any of my 
preseason predictions, and I went with them losing um, to the Dodgers in the World Series, I believe. Mm. So I, I don't think um, it's it's goofy to think that this Twins team can make some serious noise. Yeah, this weekend at the I was up north this weekend with some buddies, and, and they were saying, Nash, tell me, because they know I, I know about the Twins, and they said, tell me a good bet for the Twins. And I said, I would love to tell you to bet the Twins 16-1 to to win the World Series. But we know how October goes, Ted, and I was trying to explain that to them. It is a lot of randomness once you get there. But I said over 34.5 is like the hammer of the year if you want to put money on anything for the Twins. I feel really good about that one, too. And then you mentioned Burrios. I want to ask you, who's a prospect that could surprise that is on this taxi squad? I talked to Brent Rooker two weeks ago on the show, and he seems like he's really ready to go. So he would be my pick would be Brent Rooker, and I saw you tweeted this morning and said he would definitely make his debut. I 100% agree. I think we're going to see him this summer at some point if the season does get underway. Who's a pick for you, Ted? It can be Rooker, but is it anyone else? Yeah, I think um, notably there's a couple pitchers that were probably left off, but I think that shows that the Twins are really in this to make noise now. Um, Yeah, there's 60 openings, but... Some of those guys are there because they want to be able to have, you know, eyes on them and develop them. I really genuinely believe that's why Royce Lewis is on this on this um, player pool. I, I don't think that there's any way he debuts in 2020 barring massive steps forward or um, significant injuries for the Twins. Um, he's not going to see game action with you know, the lack of a minor league season. And he was, you know, up and down at double A already um, last year. He, it's really more about development. There. There's no benefit for the twins to start his clock in a 60 game season. Now a guy like Kirloff or Larnick who is, yeah, they have defensive value, but they're for sure back first prospect. If the twins think that they are ready to do, uh, compete and contribute at the major league level i think that we will definitely see them and it is unfortunate to use a year of their their clock on something like this but i i think both of them can contribute and i i do love the rooker pick as well just i mean his bat is is ready to go there's a lot of swing and miss there but man he's gonna launch some balls into the seat um he he's not a free swinger he has a good idea of the zone i don't know where he plays um there's been conflicting reports both that he's capable and incapable at first base mainly based on his footwork Um, but you know if Miguel Sano needs uh, a little bit of fill in there or or if there's DH at bats that open up I mean that that's a bat that they could absolutely call on they could have called on him last year and he would have been fine yeah, I think he was ready to go, and then he had that ankle. I think it was an ankle or a knee, and I think he was really raking at Rochester and was ready to come to Minnesota. I think you make a good point, too. I don't think it changes that we would have seen Royce Lewis. I don't think that we expected to see Royce Lewis this summer anyway. I think the only way that it changes in a 60-game landscape is if, like you said, barring like the entire team gets infected or 10, or 10 to 12 players get sick and they have to go deep down their list of players and then they dip into the prospect pool even more. I think we're still going to see Brent Rooker. We're probably going to see Nick Gordon, but again, another good point in a shortened season, it might be more of a long shot to see someone like Nick Gordon or Travis Blankenhorn or, you know, someone of that caliber as well, who seems like they're kind of a tweener in between triple A and the bigs. So you, you mentioned Jose Barrios, Ted, 
I think in this shortened campaign too, Taylor Rogers is a really interesting case here because we know that last year he struggled when he pitched on back-to-back days. How do you think he should be managed in the bullpen? Because every game, like we said, is almost three times more important. So should Taylor Rogers pitch on back-to-back days or how do you think that should be managed? Yeah, I would think, I mean, Rocco seemed like he was very in tune to that, even though um, he was utilized traditionally as a closer. I almost hope, um, you know, even outside of the Twins, I, I don't love the idea that, you know, your closer is your best reliever um, or just locked into that spot. So in a 60-game season, I would like to see teams use their bullpens at the most optimal times, whether that means, you know, you have four or five guys that all pick up six or seven saves. Um, I don't think it matters. You're, you're going to – that save statistic is going to be so watered down anyways. Whoever ends up winning or having the most saves is going to be somewhere around 20. Um, so, you know, if you can – push innings for you know Trevor May or Sergio Romo or even Tyler Clifford now coming in for the Twins I I think that there's a good rotation to mix and match and really protect all of those arms because yeah there there isn't going to be a low leverage game that any of them pitch in I don't care if it's a, a five run game that game still matters significantly more than you know, losing one of a three-game series did previously. Right. We saw, too, in, in Game 2 of the ALDS, and, and you talked about Dominic starting in that in that game. Actually, I'm thinking of Game 1, rather. When Rocco brought in Zach Littell, I think the Twins were up 3-2, or it was tied at 3-3, and he brought in Littell in the fifth inning. And Littell was great down the stretch, and we knew that. I wonder if Rocco learns from that experience of maybe – like the Indians did with Andrew Miller a while back, bringing in your best reliever in the middle innings, we might see that more. And I think that's going to be interesting too because every game is high leverage. Ted, before I let you go, here we go. Twins record prediction. How many games do the Twins win? Let's say they play 60. Everything is just up in the air So I think, as far as how many games they're going to play if they get through the season, get through the playoffs. Let's say they play 60. What's the record and why do you feel that way? I think I had them at just over 90, maybe 94, 95 um, on a regular, on a regular uh, 162 schedule. I, I, I would agree with you that for sure. What is Bavada? 34. Yeah. 34 and a half. For sure. For sure. Over that. um, And it can probably be as high as 40, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that they lose less. I don't think that they win less than 36. I agree. I I agree. 36 gets the division done as well. I agree because I think in a format like this, and and Nick Nelson wrote it too when the schedule first came out or when they said however many times we're going to play the division, they can dominate a format like this absolutely because of the Royals and the Tigers and because the White Sox are still so volatile. And we're going to have fun this summer. Uh, watching the Sox and, and tweeting about the Sox and writing about the Sox too, because that's always fun from a Twins perspective. But they, we don't know about them either, and they don't even know about them and, and their prospects prospects too. And you and I talked about this back in March that they are not they're going to have to be relied upon at the jump right now because every game is two two point seven times more important. So I think the teams that are more set to win now are, are even maybe more set in a 60-game season because of that prospect. You don't know about the the unknowns with the prospects there in Chicago. So, Ted, thanks so much. I hope they win 40. 
Uh, I'm going to be cheering for them to win 40. I'm going to have you on again soon so we can talk about some real games going on and a lot of Twins wins. Enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you, Nash.